Everyone, welcome to the Second Take Podcast. This is really, Pastor Steve, our first official episode. I'm really excited about it uh, to really just dive into the Word of God. You're preaching every single week here at First Baptist Church, Delray Beach, preaching in an expository way, looking at the Scripture. Right now we're in a long, kind of thoughtful and, and you know series called Designed for Dominion. We're looking at the book of Genesis, and we've been in this book now for the last several months. We're going to be it in it for several more months, and I'm very, very excited about this series. We've been talking about um, everything from the way we were designed. Sometimes we get away from, especially, you know, 2,000, 4,000 years later, you know, however long, uh, 6,000 years. You know, the way God designed us was for community, for relationship, for intimacy with Him. We see through the gospel story that Jesus came so we could restore that garden experience in our relationship with Christ. But now as Christians— um, as we're living for God, um, you spoke about this week and this Sunday, uh, the message, uh, the King, and how Jesus really is King in our lives and Lord, and we have to submit to him. And this is really hard for us as Americans, and I know there's probably people that are going to listen to this that are not living in America, but for the most part, in Western Christianity, we we don't really understand kingdom uh, uh, theology or, or mentality or the the understanding of what it means to, to make Jesus king because we grew up with a president and democracy and we grew up, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of times in, in, in our Western world with the individual being king and just mm-hmm. pursue your own path, pursuit of happiness. And while I believe God wants us to be happy and content, our needs to be provided for, a lot of times, you know, it's a wrestle between our flesh and what God wants. It's it's our ambition as opposed to, God, what are you really wanting from my life? And, and that's why it's hard sometimes to even live the Christian life in Western, uh, the Western world, in America, in, in our context, because it's like, man, go your own way. Do what you want to do. If it feels good, do it, you know, and live your own truth is what people say mm-hmm. today. And, you know, what's your thoughts uh, on this kind of idea of like, man, really submitting to God as king and as Lord? Yeah, I think we take the idea of dominion, designed for dominion, to mean we are the king. What that means is when we we say we're designed for dominion, we're designed for dominion under the leadership of God. And for us uh, as followers of Jesus, under his dominion, our dominion comes from him. So we have dominion over creation, um, but it all comes from Jesus Christ in our our flesh, our desire, our get it done mindset. And it's it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing that we're going to accomplish things. That's that's a plus. But it has to stem from what who Jesus is, because he, in fact, is God. Uh, we talked about Sunday, this really weird encounter um, that happened in uh, Genesis 15 between Abraham, Genesis 14, excuse me, Abram and um, these two kings after he defeated um, these kings who had taken away Lot. And, and, and Abram comes back and he's got Lot and he's gotten all the people back for the king of Sodom, uh, the most one of the evil, most evil cities in the world at the time. And he has this encounter with the king of Sodom and this guy named Melchizedek. Melchizedek. It's really strange. It's really spooky in some ways because Melchizedek comes out of nowhere. And he is this king of Salem, which is really Jerusalem, king of peace. And uh, Abram re- immediately recognizes the fact that Melchizedek is a priest of the Most High God. And he gives him 10% of everything in honor, in worship, to say this king represents the king, meaning God, and points forward to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to worship, and I'm going to give 10% to this king because he represents God. Hmm. 
really powerful moment. And he's saying that God is king and me, Abraham, I'm not. And Sodom comes along, King of Sodom comes along and goes, hey, man, I want to give you tribute and I'm going to set you up kind of like you're you're my king sort of, but I'm going to have bought you off kind of. And so we're going to have this kind of situation where we have kind of a barter relationship. And that's a picture of us wanting to be king. So you have the he, he talks to Melchizedek and he makes God king. And then the king of Sodom comes along and he goes, no, I'm not taking any of your money. He goes, I don't want to be king. I'm not king. And I'm not going to owe you for this tribute that you're giving me. Mm-hmm. Because that will divert and dilute my allegiance to the one true king. Yeah, And that's really a picture of where we're at in this issue of who's king. Yeah, I think it's also a picture of the desert when Jesus goes out and you know, yes. the, the devil tries to tempt him to basically be a sellout. Hey, like, yes, I can make you king of this earth. And Jesus is like, no, I'm I'm going to submit to the will of my father. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, show you and demonstrate to you that God is king. And I'm here to obey really the ultimate will of God, which is to, to lay my life down and not to take it up. So even Christ shadows that and, and, and models that for us, that he was king and could have easily called 10,000 angels down to save him. But man, he came to give his life and lay it down for the ultimate purpose of redemption. And then he calls us to lay our lives down in a similar way to be, you know, to live as Christ. And yeah, it's a question of, of whether it's, it's the, the temporal or the eternal almost right to be king of this world is how we feel like we need to be. Mm -hmm. I need to be the master of my domain. I'm going to be in charge of everything. I'm going to take over. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to conquer my world. That works okay if you're good at it on earth, but this world's going to end. Your life's going to end. And the question is, am I going to worship the one true king who is still going to be king after I die? And I'm still going to have to deal with, and and that whole thing is going to happen when I die as to whether or not he's been my king. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get to with this. And our tendency is to give in to the, the temptation of Satan to say, you can be king of the world. Mm. You can take the shortcut. Mm-hmm. We're never underestimate the human desire to be king. It, it leaps up. I think every morning you're king, go do what you want to do. Go accomplish your, your goals. Um, and as a follower of Jesus, we have to understand that he's actually king. And we're in fact, pretty crummy Kings. If you think about it, mm-hmm. When you think about the Old Testament, how many good kings were there in the Old Testament? Not many. That's one thing you can kind of, even the yeah. best, right? Yeah. <laughs> even the best, David, unbelievable failure. Yeah. Even though he was still the most effective king probably that sure. ever lived. Sure. Um, and by and large, most of us aren't David. Most of us are like those other kings that right. and that whole long list in Chronicles and Kings. So I think we have to look at it and go, man, I'm not going to be a good king. Why am I constantly, and I think this happens to all of us, trying to be king over Jesus? I say I follow him, but is he king or am I king? Yeah, and I think that also there's a bigger overarching story in the story of Israel that, you know, they wanted to have a king to be like the nations around them. And God said, I want to be your king. I thought I was your king. You want a man to be your king? Okay. And it's almost like, that's ultimately God's plan was for him to be king and for Israel to like operate in faith and trust in him and not have like this go between. And you saw that 
over the story of Israel is that they basically went their own way. And that's where it, it ultimately led them down a path they shouldn't have gone down yeah. because they became this, this worship of self and this, um, you know, you get off track. And even Solomon, he goes through Ecclesiastes going like, man, this is totally meaningless. And he was, you know, the yeah. wealthiest and had everything. And God wealthiest was, and smartest. Smartest. And it's just like, he was like, this is ridiculous. Like nothing is matters except just knowing God and like living for him in obedience. And, and so... Yeah, and I, I think that's why we are so anxious as a people, because we're trying to be king of something we're never we were never made to be king of. And I think that cuts to the because to the heart of our anxiety as a people, as a Western culture people, we're constantly anxious over how things are going to turn out, how things are going to be. Am I going to be able to pay for anything tomorrow? Am I going to be able to retire? Am I going to be able to take the next step in my life? And we're constantly nervous about this stuff and the reality is i'm not king i need to show up and do the very best i can but i'm working for a king and he's the one that i'm trusting in this Mm -hmm. Um, we're crummy kings and our desire to constantly drag jesus into our lives and drag him in the direction we want him to go causes so much anxiety so much frustration instead of saying okay how do you want to lead me through this, Jesus? Hmm. When we face a problem, we face a challenge. Maybe it's a work situation. We're like, man, I don't know which way to go. This is maybe it's a uh, it's a it's a it's an un- time of uncertainty in your company and your career. And you're like, which way do I go? And oftentimes, well, I got to go some way, and I'm just going to go. Okay, well, what if you just sat back and said, Jesus, I need you to give me clear direction. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be who you want me to be. Mm-hmm. And I want to show the people that I work with that who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to ask you to lead me. You're the king. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to show up. But I'm going to take every opportunity to pray and ask you for direction in this area. Mm-hmm. How would that change our anxieties? Because he's the one that's really responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same is true in in family life and parenting. I mean, you have young children, Phil. I mean, isn't parenting the most suspenseful thing you've ever done? <laughs> you're looking at what is this child going to be? Yeah. And you're thinking, you know, how's this child going to grow up? What's it going to be when it grows up? Uh, have I raising it pointing in the right direction? Um, but if I'm following Jesus, I'm saying, Jesus, I'm not trying to pull you along, Jesus, to do what I want you to do in the life of my child. I'm following you mm-hmm. each step of the way. What school to put them in? What kind of activities to put them in? How I teach him about you? How my wife and I interact? And how we put each other first, even before our children? All those things are following Jesus so that each step of the way, every time I, I have, and I think the problems are the best opportunities. When things are great, you have those perfect days you want to wrap up in a bow and keep forever. Yeah. So my wife used to say about when we, our kids were little, this is the day I want to keep forever. It's amazing. Those are days that are great, but the days you really have to make him king are the days you're like, man, this is driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, I need your leadership in my life. A simple prayer. I want you to be king in the situation. I can't see my way through this. Mm-hmm. I need you to guide me. I want you to be king in this area. Yeah, we're really talking about becoming a disciple we're talking about the christian life really is a dying to self it's a submission to christ yeah it's you know not my will as jesus prayed but yours be done and 
you know, ultimately, when we become a Christian, we become born again, our discipleship process is a constant daily dying to self between here yeah. and the day we die or the day he comes back because it's like our nature is sinful and Christ died for our sinful nature. We now are regenerated and reborn, but we're like a baby and babies are selfish oh. and babies are only thinking about, you know, themselves. And the older we get and the more mature we get in Christ, we ultimately submit to Christ as Lord, not just Savior. And we start to really want and desire what he desires for our life. You know, the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord and there's so many things about the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? And really, I was diving into this topic on the fear of the Lord. And, and Proverbs eight thirteen, mm. I believe, says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Mm. In other words, it's hating what God hates, loving what He loves. And you mentioned, you know, earlier um, that Psalms thirty four seven, as you were saying, is that delight in the Lord. Like when you truly, and yeah. John Piper talks about this a lot. Where yeah. you, when you truly delight in what God wants, mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden your desires change. Like you no exactly. longer want evil you no longer want you know sometimes it's like well everybody wants this and you're like no I, I don't want that anymore mm-hmm. i don't want what i used to want yeah and i would say this too that that sometimes what we want what we think it sounds really holy is we want for everything to be perfect and like a nirvana state or a relaxation state or a constant vacation state right mm-hmm. you know where our wife is and i are getting along great and our kids are behaving wonderful and god i just want to get to this state of perfection and, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's even selfish in itself mm-hmm. Because really where we want to be is we want to be on that path where God is leading us, just like in Psalm 23, where it says, you know, you lead me in the path of righteousness for your namesake. You lead me along these paths that are difficult and scary in order to bring yourself glory. Mm-hmm. And so it's on the paths that are difficult. Those are where God's going to get the glory mm-hmm. versus, hey, I want to live this way or I'm excited about the desires of my heart that I want. God, my desire I want to cultivate this desire in me to bring you glory, uh, that when I delight in you, then my desires will follow mm-hmm. and I will begin to do things that bring you glory. Because the shepherd, you know, used to lead the sheep and when he laid him th- led him through the difficult places, that's when he found out if the sheep would trust him mm. and stay close to him, keep their eyes on him. And that's also when, of course, he would take his, his shepherd's um is uh, shepherd staff out and grab them by the neck and pull them back when they're about to fall over. Sure, sure. Um, those are the times when we really lean into who Jesus is and he becomes king in our lives. Hmm. I love this too because, you know, again, most of us don't have never been under the, you know, the rule of a king. We haven't lived in a kingdom. But, you know, a good king obviously provides for his people and a good king sometimes leads the people into battle. You know, and he is the one who's like, it's not always going to be, like you said, comfort, but there's going to be challenge. And if he's leading you through the, you know, through the valley of the shadow of death, through hard times, through difficult times, like submitting to him as king and saying, "Okay, God, I don't even want to do this, but I'm going to submit to you Mm -hmm. and I'm going to follow you. And I think those are the types of things where we can kind of evaluate in our own lives is like, am I doing this because I want to or I manufactured this or is this because God is leading me? Yes. And even though this isn't a, a perfect situation or a perfect, you know, job that I'm at or a perfect church that I'm at, sometimes considering, okay, God, this is where you've placed me and I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to trust you that you're leading me, you know? Yeah, I think this is the heart and the soul of of whether people really enjoy God, honestly, because they're like, 
I people are I can't put myself in your hands completely because I we always feel like I've got I've got the right of first refusal. You give me this you give me this order and I'm like I I don't think I really want to do that. Versus saying God, I'm gonna do wherever you want me to do. It takes so much of that stressful decision making out of your life of going. Is this a good thing? No. If if God is leading you to it, and He makes it clear in your life, and I think He does more than not. I think He He wants us to know what He wants us to do way more than we want to know. Mm-hmm. It takes so much of the stress out of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do, to the best of my ability, what I think you want me to do. Love that. And that puts us in a position to be at peace, to be trusting the shepherd, and for him to be king rather than me. It stops me from leading him and allows him to lead me. I love that. Um, maybe as we kind of conclude this thought, I'd love to kind of just hear a couple of, I don't know, action steps maybe that people can take that you would say, like, okay that i agree with you steve but what next and how can i apply that how can i make sure that i'm not leading christ but he's leading me what what are some of the things that i could do i think a couple things one is when you wake up in the morning honestly you've got to decide because every morning satan's going to jump on you and go you're in charge every morning it's got to be a prayer god i want to follow you remind me throughout the day not to try to lead you but to follow you that's one Second, I think in the major areas of your life, it's effective to evaluate maybe every week, maybe every month, certainly every quarter. God, am I trying to follow you or am I trying to lead you? So you evaluate your work life. Um, What's the next step? Is this something that I want to do? Is this something you're leading me to? And you come to him, as we often say, with open hands. It's simply a prayer. God, am am I following you or am I leading you? So work life, family life your health, your finances, those kinds of things, I think are very effective in terms of having that prayer. Then I think thirdly, it would be really great if you could ask someone close to you. Say, do you see me following Jesus or am I trying to lead him somewhere? Mm. Am I trying to get him to agree to what I already want to do? Or am I going to him saying, God, I want to do whatever it is you want me to do because it's going to be way better than my ideas. So I think those three things in the morning and then a regular evaluation and then ask somebody especially about, you know, key areas. Am I following Jesus or am I just trying to get him to do what I want him to do? Yeah, I love that. Well, I think that uh, we should take a moment just to pray for those that are listening yeah. today. Took the time to, to kind of log on to this uh, message. Hopefully you're listening. And um, man, go ahead and hit that follow button if you can, because we're going to start really diving in deeper to each and every uh, message that we're kind of tackling in these series. And uh, we're glad that you took the time to listen. But go ahead and follow this. Maybe share it with a friend. We're also posting these to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find that. But let's just take a moment, I think, to pray for those that are listening. And hopefully you can take uh, this into action and apply it to your life today um, to submit to God's Lordship. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we praise you that... You, Jesus, you sent Jesus to lead us and that Jesus is our good shepherd. And God, we're just praying that you would remind us of these things because we so tend to want to tell you where to go, to where to lead us, uh, where we want to go. We so tend to do that. God, we want to follow you. And I pray for these listening today who would say, you know what, that's where I'm constantly struggling. I'm constantly trying to get Jesus to do what I want him to do rather than just show up as clay in the potter's hand for him to make me what he wants me to make me and take me where he wants to take me, Lord. Be our king today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Talk soon.